Hi, and welcome to episode 50 of the Knit Actually podcast. My name's Becky, and I'll be your host. So first up, you guys, episode 50. I'm so excited and um, pleased that uh, the podcast has made it this far. I'm going to use today as my 2016 year in review, but I wanted to start by just thanking all of you for being here, for listening, for your support, for your kind words, um, for your friendship, all of it. Um, This was my first full year of podcasting. I started in May of 2015, so it's pretty cool to get to the end of the year and really see that... um, You know, my objectives when I started out were really all about connection, about expanding my horizons, and I've done a lot of cool new things this year that I never had done before. So we're going to do a little recap, and um, the the segments I'm going to cover today are finished, hand-dyed, attended, and reviewed. We will not be talking about stashed because um, a lady does not tell. (laughs) Although I will say, I might talk a little bit along the way about new yarns and new things that I tried um, this year, because that obviously is um, a lot of fun, but we're not going to, God, if I went skein by skein through all the yarn about this year, I might freak out a little bit. So anyways, here we go. Actually finished. Um, I'm kind of hoping that maybe I'm missing one project here, because what's kind of cool um, about my 2016 knitting total is that I have 49 finished objects so it would be cool if I had 50 um but right now my count is at 49 so oh and the other thing I was gonna say at the beginning that I didn't was I managed to record 27 episodes this year so um I was pretty pleased with that number my goal is to record every two weeks I'm not always um the most clockwork. Sometimes it's short times in between and sometimes it's longer times in between, but I worked out on average to write about where I wanted to be and that was my goal. So that's, that's cool too. So without further ado, my finished objects included six small random projects, little things like earbud holders or baby booties or, um, Star Wars figures or coffee cup cozies, that kind of thing. 10 Christmas ornaments, 7 hats, um, 2 scoreboard scarves, and also 2 other scarfy, cowly kinds of things, 1 pair of mitts, 7 shawls, 7 sweaters, and 9 pairs of socks. So I was pretty excited about that. That's pretty prolific even for me. Um, I was going to do a quick rundown on some of my favorite projects from this year. Um, I, I think the thing I knit the most, the two things I knit the most of, um, were socks, obviously pretty much just vanilla socks this year. Um, and then these Victorian Yuletide ornaments that I've been working on. So those were certainly my most frequently knitted project. Um, this is the first year I've really ever knit any shawls and I knit quite a few and they are all fantastic. I knit a boneyard shawl by Stephen West that was um, knit with my Yoth puppies. So it's a blue and gray gradient and I love it and I wear it all the time, especially now that the weather is cold. I knit an Atwood shawl, um, which is by a local designer. That's Nicole Clark from Hugh Loco. And I knit it with local yarn, which was 
Scandalous um, and the Let It Go colorway. I think it was Scandalous Eartha, um, but it, one of her fingerings. I knit a Silken Scribbles um, shawl, which was a really fun project from a class that I took with Stephen B. That's a Stephen B. pattern. And that one used an interesting fiber. I had bought some silk tape um, down at, oh gosh, Recycled Lamb. I couldn't remember the name because they've closed. But um, at Recycled Lamb when I took the Stephen B. class. I did the Windswept Shawl, which was a really fun one. Um, the Riley Rose Shawl by um, by Jen from the Down Cellar Studio podcast. The um, Spectrum Shawl, which is a Hoagie Locatelli. And Dangling Conversation, which I gave to my mom, which was also my first ever beaded project. So that was sort of a recap on some of the fun shawls I knit this year. I also somehow squeaked out seven sweaters, which really kind of surprised me. But when I look back on my crazy knit nosh knitting from uh, August, September, it doesn't, maybe it's not so surprising. So I knit the Hoodie Shawl Cardi by um, Suzanne Summer, and I knit that in People Who Fields, Nightingale and Sangria, beautiful colors. I knit the Hoodie Shrug, which was knit entirely in nerd string. Five colors of nerd string to be precise. Um, and that's another Suzanne Summer pattern that I enjoyed tremendously. I knit a pullover that I kind of improvised with yarn that I dyed myself. I knit the Fine Jacket Sweater by Vera Valimaki, which is a gorgeous sweater that I've been getting a lot of use out of lately. Oh, I forgot my doodler when I was talking about shawls. That was a fun one. I knit the Breathing Space Sweater by Vera Valimaki. That one I knit out of some Madeline Tosh and some Loopy Hughes Gradient, and that is another piece that I wear probably at least once a week. Um, I knit the Leah Pullover, which was a um, a knitty pattern knit out of a bulky yarn that, um, that I whipped up. That was my first finished object of the year this year. And I knit, tr I finished True by Hoagie Locatelli, which is a sweater that was on my needles for a very long time, but I was thrilled to finish, and I wear um, a lot. I wear that one as a coat quite a bit. Oh, you know what? And what might put me over the top, I'll have to go look, is I think this year I also finished my briquette hoodie, because I remember wearing it to Knit Nosh in January. I wonder if I finished that last year or this year. Anyways, um, lots of fun things, lots of branching out for me, new techniques, new types of projects, um, new fibers, things like beading. So I'm quite pleased with myself in terms of both uh, the amount of projects that I finished and also just the variety of projects that I finished. In terms of working, things that are still on my needles as we get to the end of the year, um, the boxy and buttony that I had to set aside again um, is still in hibernation. My Austin hoodie, which I really would like to finish, is still in hibernation. True Friend is a Vera Valimaki pattern that I'm about two-thirds of the way done with, and I will pick up, um, certainly over my holiday break. I'm taking two weeks off from work at the end of this year, and I'm very happy for that, so I'm sure I'll get some great knitting in there. Um, the Building Block Shawl hurt my shoulder knitting my doodler, so the Building Blocks is sitting um, until I make sure that that's not going to irritate me in the same way. 
And then I have a great little sweater called Ravello that, um, that I'm also kind of holding um, aside. So those are really the things that are carrying over into 2017 that you can expect to hear more about in the new year. Actually, hand-dyed. Um, an area where maybe I didn't spend quite as much time this year as I have in past years, but I still had a lot of fun um, playing with hand-dyeing this year. Um, by my count, I think I have about 15 things that I dyed this year, and I think that's pretty good. Um, I talked in episode 48, which you guys probably just heard recently, about some gradients and minis that I dyed with my friend Jen. That was a lot of fun. And that was um, Christmas gifts for family members of hers. I think I'm in the clear now to talk about that. Jen, if I'm not, sorry. Um, I dyed up some silver um, and a fingering weight to make myself a blanket with my Hedgehog Fibers mini skeins that I bought myself for my birthday. Um, I did a bunch of self-stripings for Christmas ornaments. So, again, that Victorian Yuletide pattern by Jen Sheelan. Um, I did a bright green, Kelly green, um, and cherry bomb self-striping. I did a self-striping that was a gray with uh, a pink and green. And I did a self-striping that was four colors, like a red, Kelly green, hot pink, and chartreuse. That was one of my favorites for sure. I did some speckles for the Riley Rose shawl. So I did three different colors of Christmassy speckled yarn for that shawl. I did those in mini skeins. I did some speckles for ornaments and also to give to a couple of my knitter friends around Christmas time. Um, I took a class that I reviewed called... Um, Professional Yarn Dyeing at Home was a craftsy class by Sarah Ayer, who used to be the dyer um, and fiber artist responsible for cephalopod yarns, um, but she had to stop due to some health issues. So using the techniques from those that class, I was able to reproduce two of the recipes that she provided at the, um, at the end of that class. And that was her purple soldier fly colorway, which I knit up into a um, little short sleeve pullover that I wear quite frequently. And then the other one that I did was uh, her colorway called Phoenix Butterfly, which is really a gorgeous neon sort of coral color that um, is on my needles now, um, paired with some hedgehog fibers, and that will be the Rovello pullover. Um, I dyed a sock blank for Knit Nosh. That was a lot of fun. I dyed a sock blank with my kids for Easter. So that was pretty cool. We had beautiful neon Easter egg colors this year. And I ran upstairs and grabbed a sock blank and dyed myself some yarn that became my doodler. Um, and the doodler is definitely one of my all-time favorite finished objects. Certainly a top finished object for this year for me. Um, and then I knit some yarn for, or I dyed some yarn for friends. And so that's something I, I like to do on occasion. For example, when I went to Yarn Fest, um, I dyed up three skeins of yarn, kind of hand painted for three different friends that I knew I was going to see um, while I was at Yarn Fest. So maybe not as prolific as I am sometimes with the dye pots, um, 
but I had a lot of fun when I did get around to doing it. So that was definitely a highlight for me this year. The next thing I want to talk about is events that I attended this year. I really um, felt like I did a pretty good job this year of branching out to um, new stores, to new classes, to new events, um, new places. And I am pleased with that. That was certainly a goal of mine and continues to be a goal of mine to just continue to connect with more knitters. And events was a way that I really um, managed to do that. So I'm going to start in January and try to work my way through the calendar because I think I tried to go to something almost every month. And so we'll see how I did. January was the first ever Knit Nosh. So that was for me a big personal highlight um, for this year. Uh, Knit Nosh, we did one in January and one in September and was just such a highlight of my year. Really, uh, you know, on a couple of fronts, I met so many great people. I had two fantastic fun days of knitting. I got to create some really great relationships with local fiber artists that I admire and respect and I'm excited to get to partner with. Um, and I made some great friends. And so that to me was the, the whole point was to get out there and connect with knitters and there are some people that I have established some really fantastic friendships with as a result of the whole Knit Nosh experience. So that's been super cool. And so January was Knit Nosh. February, I don't, I don't really recall going to anything in February, and I don't have anything on my list. Um, in March, I went to Interweave Yarn Fest. I took two classes there this year. I took a class on design careers and like I, I did not enjoy um and then I took a class a great class um on custom fitting and custom designing your own sweater with Shirley Payton I believe is the instructor's name and she was great and I enjoyed that one a lot and I had a lot of fun hanging out at the marketplace with my friends and um shopping and Doing things like that at Yarnfest. Yarnfest was a lot of fun for me this year. I took a class at um, a shop called The Recycled Lamb, and that had been in Golden, Colorado. They are now closed. They closed right after I took the class there. And thinking back, I think this was in July that I did this, because I'm pretty sure I signed up when I was in Hawaii. Um, and I took a class with Stephen B. So that was really fun. It was an all-day class. This was another event where I met a lot of really great, really nice knitters. Some of them live a little far away. The class was a little over an hour from my house, so maybe they're not people I get to see all the time, but I made some great connections. Several people that I met through that class came to Knit Osh and we got to hang out there. So that was definitely, um, definitely a plus for me, um, and I just enjoyed the heck out of Stephen B. Oh, and a couple of weeks ago, it was my birthday, and Stephen B. wished me happy birthday on Facebook, which made me feel um, amazing. So that was very cool. I went to Hot August Knits, which is the yarn crawl in northern Colorado. Um, that includes some of my favorite stores, including uh, My Sister Knits and the Loopy U and Longmont Yarn Shop, which is my local yarn shop. Um, 
I also did Yarn Along the Rockies, so my friend Jen and I took a day and spent an afternoon and checked out some amazing yarn shops. We met up my friend Shana at Colorful Yarns. That one was new to me. Um, Fingerplay Studio, they're fantastic. That was new to me. Um, and so uh, Yarn Along the Rockies is always a highlight for me, for sure. Um, and in October or early November, early November it was, I went to the Boulder County Canweavers Guild show. So that was fun. That's always kind of a neat thing to get out there and see um, the beautiful work that people do and all of the creativity that um, local fiber, fiber artists um, near to me um, put into their work. So that's always a fun thing. And then definitely, by far, the highlight of my um, 2016 attendee experience was uh, traveling to Rhinebeck. So Rhinebeck was definitely a bucket list kind of item for me. Um, I had never been before. I had never been to anything on that size or scope. Yarnfest and um, Estes Wool Market are both great events, but nothing like the scale that you see um, at Rhinebeck. And so the things that I enjoyed about that were uh, the beautiful New England fall and the leaves and, you know, getting to really experience the energy of having all those knitters in one place. I got to connect with some friends um, that I had previously met while I was there. I got to meet a whole bunch of new people um, and really got to connect with some people that have been become very special to me in terms of the podcast um, and meet people in person. And so that was really fun. And then I just had a tremendous time um, going and experiencing all of the yarn and um, that feeling of kinship with the knitters. And then also, you know, when you're at Rhinebeck, there's kind of that bucket list of things you have to do. And um, so I ate the artichokes and I drank wine and, and I just, I had a great time. I went to the podcaster meetup. That was really fun. So, um, so those were the events that I attended this year. Uh, and if I got to spend time with you, any of you while I was there, thank you for being part of my, my knitting year this year. And I can't wait to hang out with you again in 2017. I did a bunch of reviews this year, you guys, and I thought I would recap um, some of my favorites. Um, one thing that I reviewed very recently was uh, June Cashmere, which is a beautiful cashmere yarn that I was sent to review. Um, that was definitely a favorite, a new favorite of mine, and a first, again, because I had not ever knit with cashmere before, so that was fun and exciting. Um, I did a bunch of really great book reviews. I, I was able to review a bunch of really spectacular books this year. So I'm just going to kind of run through the list and, and remind you guys of some of these because they are some of my favorites for sure. Um, Color Wheel Knits. That is a Vera Valimaki book that was originally um, published not in English, but Cooperative Press published that one. Um, in English this year and that is a fantastic book I really pretty much want to knit all the things I only ended up knitting 
one project from that book, and that was the fine jacket, which at one point I thought was going to be my Rhinebeck sweater. But that is a book that I highly recommend. Very knittable stuff. Um, you know, I would uh, definitely, definitely still suggest that people check that one out. The beauty of uh, knitting books is that they never really... Um, lose their appeal. So just because I reviewed it a long time ago doesn't mean it's not still awesome. Uh, Sherlock Knits is another one that I um, reviewed very recently. That was a book by Joanna Johnson, and it is inspired by the um, Sherlock Holmes literature, but also makes some pretty fun call-outs and callbacks to the um, BBC series Sherlock. I got to play with um, Sprout Patterns this year. So that was a really fun one. Sprout Patterns, you guys might remember, they sponsored the Summer Superlatives Knit Along. And that was, um, uh, they are a service that is part of Spoonflower. So Spoonflower allows you to upload a design and then you can print fabric with that design on it, which is super cool. Sprout Patterns takes that one step further and prints your fabric into um, a knitting, or not a knitting pattern, a sewing pattern, so that you can just cut your pieces. You don't have to pin a pattern. You don't have to do any of that stuff. You just cut the pieces and then do the sewing. So that was a really cool thing. I, um, I made a port side dop kit um, out of a cool fabric that has bicycles and yarn, which are two of my favorite things. And then I also um, made a purse, their swing, sling bag purse um, I made for my mom for her birthday. And I did that with some really cool um, Hawaiian-inspired fabric that had pineapples on it that I loved very much. So that was really fun. Kramer Yarns has been a very generous um, sponsor in terms of sending me things to review. So um, I did one of their cotton yarns around Mother's Day and knit my mom a dangling conversation shawl. They also sent me a sparkly yarn that I um, have queued up to knit something with in January. And then, um, oh gosh, what was the name? One of their worsted yarns, and I will link that in the show notes. I feel bad that I can't remember it right now, but I knit my mom um, a woven taffy toque with that one, and that was from a book that I um, reviewed, so I'll talk about that in a minute. Couple of gorgeous books. Um, both of these I highly recommend. The first one is Nora Gon's Knitted Cable Source Book, um, which is a beautiful book, photographed by Jared Flood, um, and really uh, just exceptionally beautiful cables in that book. The other thing that's really cool about that one is that Jared Flood did all the photography, and she came up with a cool system that talks about the um, stockinette stitch equivalent so that you can build a cable into any sort of design and understand um, how many stitches in the pattern equate to how many stitches stockinette. So it helps you with your gauge and things like that. I thought that was really clever, and it's just a beautiful book. Um, the other one was the Knitting All Around uh, Stitch Dictionary. That is another book that I really think I will get a lot of use out of personally. 
It's been a lot of fun. That woven taffy toque was out of that book, and um, that's one that I really could see myself referring back to for years and years. Uh, Kate Atherley came on the podcast this year, so that was a very cool um, bucket list kind of item for me. And Kate had a new book out that was um, Pattern Writing for Knit Designers. That's an interweave publication. I had the original copy of her book from when she self-published it. Um, but she joined the podcast with me back in June, and we talked about her book. Um, and, you know, I just think Kate is fantastic. Um, so that was a great fangirl moment for me. Um, and then another book that I um, that I reviewed earlier in the year was Knockout Knits by Laura Nelkin. And that is a slightly older book, but um, was really fun for me because that was my um, my true first attempt at doing any beading. So I worked on a little beaded um, cuff, like a little bracelet that I didn't actually finish. Um, but that was out of Laura's book, which I also enjoyed quite a bit. I have quite a few things still lined up that I didn't get around to reviewing this year that we will um, cover in 2017, but always lots of fun things to be on the lookout for there. So guys, I just, uh, I know this is a short episode and, and for episode 50, I thought it was kind of cool to do my year in review recap with you guys. Um, I want to thank everybody for being on this journey with me this year. It has been um, really a lot of fun for me personally. It's been a year of a lot, a lot, a lot of growth. Um, I got a big promotion at work and that has been challenging and rewarding all at the same time. Um, it has certainly pulled my, um, my focus from the podcast a little bit here on the second half of the year. So I'm glad that I'm still able to get together with you guys every couple of weeks. It's not as easy as it was, um, before the big job, but it's all good. Um, Knit Nosh, again, such an awesome addition to my life and um, to my knitting experience and to my sense of knitting community. So for any of you guys who either attended or sent words of support or are one of the fiber artists or any of those things, if you had any, anything to do with Knit Nosh at all this year, then you were a pretty important part of my year. And I'm really looking forward to that in 2017. I haven't quite laid out my plans. Um, I, I thought about doing something in January, February again this year. And really what I need over the break um, right now is to just have a little bit of quiet time. So I'm not rushing into the planning of the next one. There absolutely will be a next time. Um, so stay tuned. Um, but I'm not I'm not making myself crazy to make that happen um, immediately. Maybe March. I went to Hawaii with my kids for three weeks this year, which was such an amazing gift. And we were so lucky. Um, my parents allowed us to go and stay at their place there. And um, I really feel like that is just a memory that I and my kids will always treasure. Having that much time in such a beautiful place with nothing to focus on but each other and just hanging out and goofing around and laughing. We, you know, it's so funny because my kids are getting older. They're, they're going to be 11 and 14. And, um, we have all these funny inside jokes now that other people would think we're crazy or, or wouldn't get. Um, but that was a real highlight for me of the trip where these, these silly things that happen that they still refer back to certainly every week, but sometimes every day. 
one of those little jokes will come up. I did make a lot of new knitting friends this year. There were people that I met in person. There are people that I've connected with online. I'm not going to try to list everybody because I, um, I would be heartbroken if I missed somebody and hurt anybody's feelings. But um, to all of you that I got to connect with this year, thank you so much. Um, I really made a, a conscious decision a couple of years ago to try to bring more knitting into my life and it has changed me for the better and so many of you guys have been so much a part of that so I really I really appreciate that tremendously and then the last thing on a personal level that I really got to do this year was quite a bit of travel um I don't always get to go a whole lot of places but this year I managed to travel to North Carolina and Nevada and Texas for work um I went to Washington State I went to Hawaii I went to Connecticut and New York, and I got to spend time really enjoying some of the beautiful places that Colorado has to offer. So I spent, I always spend a lot of time in Estes. My parents live in Estes, um, and so that's a special place for me, but I, I managed to squeeze in a girlfriend's getaway um, up there this year, which was super cool, and the kids and I went to... Vail and spent a beautiful fall weekend in Vail and my husband and I spent a weekend in Winter Park so I got to um, really do some awesome things around here as well. So that's really it you guys both for episode 50 of the podcast and for 2016. I hope that you all have a happy and safe new year and I cannot wait to talk to you again um, in January. In the meantime, happy knitting and thank you again for everything you guys do. 